What's up, everybody? It's me, Daniel D. This is A Ghost in the Machine, the podcast. There's a Substack version of this. Well, I guess this podcast is on Substack, but there's also, you know, writing essays and all that. Um, and so this one I'm going to go over in one of the essays, articles, whatever, uh, from Substack called Random News from Clown World. Won't read it exactly because, you know, it's... Uh, Audio and, you know, reading kind of, you know, what works in one doesn't necessarily work in the other and vice versa. Each ha- each medium has its advantages, disadvantages, whatever, right? So I'll try to adapt. when I Whenever I read an article, I'll try to adapt it to the audio format, you know, so I'm not just reading it. Um, this is random news from Clown World. And this today is... Um, Recording this podcast is Monday, July 18th, 2022. I wrote this or published it, I think, Tuesday, July 12th. So it's a little behind the curve. Curve. But, you know, as time goes on, I'll probably release audio and, you know, writing closer together. But anyway, this is random news from Clown World. Uh, welcome to Clown World. It's a perfect term, by the way, because it just really captures what's wrong with our world. It's like crazy, you know, almost totalitarian type shit, you know, from Clown Schwab and this WEF goons, you know, combined with just the absurdity of so much that they do and say. You're like, do these people really see themselves? Do they really believe? Believe, I mean, I don't believe that any of these folks, take your pick, Joe Biden, Justin Turdo, um, you know, whoever. I don't think that any of them really believe the crap that they say. You know, I think it's like that Solzhenitsyn quote. They're lying. They know they're lying. And I'm butchering the quote. They're lying. They know they're lying. They know we know they're lying. You know, but they keep lying because I don't know what else they're going to do. It's like they're. I think I remember reading something in the Bible about the devil being the father of lies and father of liars or whatever and lying being his native language. That's how I feel when I listen to like Justin Turdo or Joe Biden. It's like, yeah, these guys seem kind of <laughs> demonic because it's like they just can't tell a straightforward truth. It's like everything's a lie and everything. And it's not just a lie. It's like an unbelievable lie. You know, like when Justin Turdo was talking about the uh, Canadian, you know, well, of course, was, he's talking about the Canadian, the trucker convoy back in February or March, whenever the truckers were protesting for freedom, you know, for fewer government restrictions, more personal autonomy, more personal liberty, people's, you know, health care, personal health care decisions to be made by them and respected by, you know, the powers of government. Right, instead of government trying to force, you know, an experimental vaccine on people or experimental gene therapy, you know, on people. Right. So protesting for freedom meant that they were fascists. Chris Bray, his Substack, if you don't subscribe to it, you really should. Tell me how this ends. It's one of the ones that I recommend on my recommendation tab on my my own Substack. But it is he's hilarious and always great everything that he puts out is awesome but he has some stuff about this very thing um i forget the exact title of that 
article that he wrote. Just read his whole freaking Substack, okay? Because everything on his Substack is awesome. It may take you a minute, but it'll be worth it. But anyway, he had this talk about it where these people, it's just, there's nothing there. They're just regard. They just have this bucket of shit that they just slop all over every story that they respond to. It's always the same word salad of nonsensical, you know, it's white supremacist, xenophobic, transphobic, climate change denier, anti-vaxxer, you know, just all this stuff. They just smear all over everything. So yeah, Justin Turdo and the Canadian truckers were protesting for freedom. He's like, oh, you just hold some minority of people that hold unacceptable views and they're transphobic, xenophobic, climate change denier, or whatever he said. I mean, basically branding them with every talking point from the woke left, right? And then you see the reality in videos being live streamed of like a multiracial, multi-ethnic group of people that seem to have just one thing in common. They wanted more freedom, less government tyranny, right? And But that's fascist these days. Anyway, so yeah, clown world. It's like where you have these supposedly serious... I mean, it's basically a Monty Python sketch. That's what we're living in right now. It's like, you, you know, you have a Monty Python sketch like, you know, where they... For example, we'll show a courtroom proceeding and the judge and, you know, attorneys, barristers, I guess you call them over in the UK because you guys can't speak English properly. But uh, everybody's acting like a complete clown, you know? It's like this supposedly serious, you know, uh, ritual that we engage in, but yet the participants are just acting like buffoons. It's basically like a Marx Brothers movie or whatever, right? So anyway, that's it. Clown world. That's where we live. So now to the article that I wrote. Like I said, I'm not going to read it exactly as it's written because, you know, it doesn't really work in the audio format. At least I don't think it does. Um, Welcome to Clown World, where truth is stranger than fiction and even more absurd than the zaniest satire. Here are some of the latest stories. Uh, You can check this out. Uh, There's a picture I have of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau getting ready for a drag queen story hour. He's dressed as, uh, he's got, I don't know, you just have to see it. I'm not going to try to explain it. Um, Let's see, a picture of Prime Minister Blackface in drag. So you can just look at that yourself. There's a preschool to prison pipeline. I apologize if you hear some noise in the background. I got a ton of animals that live with me. (laughs) Like, um. Dog, cats, multiple cats, bird, the bird right now I'm hearing. So if you hear tweeting, it's not outside. I'm inside. I just have lots of animals. All right. But anyway, here's the preschool to prison pipeline. And this is from um, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, There's. All right, and you can also look at this. There's an article version of this podcast episode. Uh, but just for context, there's like some toddlers in underwear, like not really wearing any clothes, just in their underwear, out on the street, left to just raise themselves, I guess. And there's this uh, video of these kids, like three or four or five years old, just cussing out these cops and um, hitting the cops. I mean, it would be comical, except that it's just sad because, you know, like I said, the preschool to prison pipeline is real, apparently, in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, where this video was filmed. Here, have a listen. Don't call me, baby. 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 Don't call me, baby.
Yeah, you get the idea. There's also apparently some older kid there egging them on. With some interesting insults. Is deep fried Oreo head looking ass? I don't know what that's... Anyway, I guess it means something. But bottom line is... <laughs> kids, they're one of the... You know, anyway. Where are the parents? Who knows? I don't think parents are really actively involved in the raising of these young hoodlums. But, you know, I know... It's wise to be like Mark Twain and stay away from making predictions, especially about the future. But I think I can call this one. Looking into my crystal ball, I see a sad day not too many years from now when the absentee parents of these adorable children will suddenly reappear. They'll be arm in arm with attorney Ben Chump at a news conference where they will face the cameras and tearfully condemn the senseless police murder of their innocent little angel. Nothing will assuage these grieving parents' tears. Nothing, that is, except for a multi-million dollar settlement with the city. Hey, city, it's your fault. It's not our fault that we raised children to, you know, hit the police and cuss at them and whatever, you know, for no apparent reason to be out walking around in their underwear as children in, you know, middle of the day. It's not our fault. It's your fault, society. So, yeah, anyway. Obviously, when the kids, these kids' lives are cut short mid-crime spree by racist police who have the audacity to enforce the laws, you know, law and order, such a white supremacist construct, it will be yet more proof of the systemic racism that exists in a criminal justice system that executes. I'm shouting now. I'm so upset by the genocide being committed that guns down in cold blood. I'm leaping to my feet. I'm stomping around. I'm so mad. Ah, I'm sorry. Can I just take a deep breath? Oh, yeah. This racist criminal justice system that executes and guns down in cold blood these mostly peaceful Rapists, robbers, carjackers, murderers of color. Note, uh, now this is an important detail. White is not a color in today's clown world, okay? So when we talk, when we're concerned about police killing people, it's only people of color. White is not a color. So if you're a colorless criminal, the police can kill you and nobody cares. Nobody, there's no news stories about it. Maybe a local story, you know, in the back pages of the local paper, if anybody still reads it, maybe it'll run at the 10 o'clock news once or twice. I don't know. Nobody will care. Nobody will say your name. Nobody will march in the streets. None of that. Just look at Tony Tempa. Compare Tony Tempa to George Floyd. Tony Tempa came first. Nobody gave a shit. George Floyd happens. Ah, oh, everybody. Middle of pandemic. This virus is so deadly. You can't go to your mother's funeral. You can't be at your loved one's you know, side when they're in hospice care because the virus is so deadly. Oh, George Floyd got killed? Well, by all means, go gather in the middle of the street, maskless, not socially distancing, and protest because, uh, you know, the virus is dangerous, but it's not that dangerous. Not as dangerous as this epidemic of racism. And we're going to have a funeral for George Floyd. You can't have a funeral for your own mom because the virus is so deadly, but we'll have a funeral for... George Floyd. But Tony Tempa, yeah, fuck him. He's white. He's a colorless criminal, so we don't care. But people of color, when they get murdered by the police, we need, you know, anyway. All right. All this racism, I'm sorry. It just got me angry. 
According to the omniscient and infallible Wikipedia, the school-to-prison pipeline is caused by increasingly harsh school and municipal policies. In other words, it is because we have rules. And uh, I'm trying to enforce those rules. See, and that's racist. That's bigoted. How can you expect people to follow rules? You know, we can't have expectations of people. That's racist. Well, we can expect that of white people, but not people of color because they've been oppressed, right? So we got to like not have rules when it comes to them, or at least not enforce it when it comes to them. That's how we get past racism, by like having very low or no expectations of people of color. And white, remember, is not a color. So if you're colorless, you, we, we expect stuff of you. But not if you're black. I mean, because that's, you know. So anyway, yeah, that's what causes all these problems. Those bigoted expectations that people of color won't commit violent felonies. See how racist we are? See? The prob- that's the problem. If we, just, if we could just be open-minded like some place or other that must have once upon a time existed before the genocidal white man showed up. I'm sorry, white man showed up. Eden, Utopia, Atlantis, one of those places, you know, that existed where everybody lived in peace and harmony with mother nature and then the genocidal white man showed up and just colonized the place and ruined it for everybody if we could just let go of the white supremacist cyst, heteronormative neanderthal nano newtonian non-rainbow patriarchy if we could get rid of all the laws all would be well with no laws for anyone to break there would be no criminals and hence no prisons and everything would be perfect see that's the solution we get rid of laws we get rid of police then we don't have mass incarceration and everybody gets along great just like they do right now in san francisco or new york you know of course we'd have to get rid of all the guns that's true i would also need some laws against guns we couldn't get rid of all the laws and i guess we'd need a few police to enforce at least the gun control laws so we still need police just to enforce Gun control laws. But only for white people with guns. Remember? Because, you know, white is not a color, so we don't care. If people of color get killed by the police, that's a tragedy. But if people who are colorless get killed by the police, it's an outrage. No, I got it mixed up. If people of color get killed by the police, it's an outrage. But white's not a color. And so if you're a person of of non-color, if you're colorless and you get killed by the police, we don't care. So yeah, we're going to use the police to take away the guns of the white people because they're the domestic terrorists. Um, but for anybody else, if you're a person of color and you have a gun, uh, we're going to send social workers, you know, because we, we can't run the risk that the police will just show up and just decide to execute the criminals of color. That would be wrong. So anyway, we'll also need prisons for the January 6th insurrectionists who almost overthrew our government. Yes, they did. The guy with the buffalo hat, the QAnon shaman or whatever he was, he almost gored all of our elected officials to death with his buffalo horn hat. And he would have, if he would have done that, he would have taken over the government. I mean, that was the bloodiest attack on American soil since Gettysburg, even deadlier than Pearl Harbor or 9-11, at least according to our wise and all-knowing uh, vice president, well, Kamala Harris. She's not a vice president. She's just plays one on tv and not very well but you know whatever all right so i guess we would have to have some laws and some police but only for those white domestic terrorists you know so we won't have that many police just enough to safeguard our democracy and keep those right wingers in prison where they belong 
All right, so that's one story. There's also another story. Stop dead naming Elliot Page. And this this really pisses me off right here because nothing is, is worse to me. Nothing just signals that a person is backwards and just regressive like the Taliban when they can't get people's pronouns and names right. It's real simple. There's only like 157 different pronouns that people use nowadays. And you need to know people's pronouns and their names, right? I mean, I have a hard time remembering people's names, but I'm working on it. I'm doing the work. I'm trying to improve. And um, certainly when there's famous people like actors and actresses, I'm sorry, I should just say actors because actress is sexist, right? A famous person who I'll never meet who has millions of dollars who's, you know, quite privileged, I need to be concerned about their feelings. If I dead name them on a social media platform, that may cause violence against them somehow in the cosmic order of things. They may, you know, spill their caviar all in their lap and, you know, that would stain their, you know, $10,000 shirt or whatever they're wearing, right? So I, if I dead name a celebrity... You know, it can cause them that kind of distress, and that's bad. And we need to protect the feelings of these millionaire privileged celebrities, right? That's in the name of equity and justice. All right, so anyway, people need to stop dead naming Elliot Page. He is a man, and he's always been a man, and his name has always been Elliot. And I think the confusion comes because once upon a time, Elliot uh, played the role of a woman named Ellen. And that's where people get mixed up. He played. A woman named Ellen, such as in the movie Juno, or the movie, um, oh man, uh, Christopher Nolan, what was that, uh, Inception, he played a woman named, well, named Ellen in the movie Inception. So he played a woman before, but he's never been a woman, he's always been a man. Um, now, he may have looked like a woman once upon a time, and that apparently confused the bigoted doctor who, you know, the OBGYN who delivered Elliot when he was born, got confused because he says very transphobically, I'm going to assign this boy to the female gender. Fucking bigot. And I, I guess he was confused because, you know, this barbaric notion that just being born with a vagina and ovaries instead of a penis and testicles is a sure sign that you're... A female that you're a girl but thankfully our father who art the science has liberated us from this ignorance so now we know elliot page has always been a man and he's always been elliot and so if you call him ellen or if you refer to his previous to, to the role that he played when he played a woman named ellen you will be canceled because that will hurt his feelings and he's a millionaire celebrity and we can't have that in name of equity and inclusion and diversity we got to protect the feelings of these rich celebrities and hollywood actors um yeah so anyway um president joe biden gave megan rapino 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 whatever her name is an award uh and it wasn't for looking pussy i thought that's what it was at first when i saw it. i was like what is this you know carpet muncher getting an award for you know you know, and then Joe Biden was like sniffing her hair as he put the metal on her. Maybe he's like trying to whisper in her ear like, hey, you just haven't had the right dick yet. Just, you know, whatever. I don't know. But it, it, it turns out the award was actually because Megan Rapinoe, Rapino, uh, she's famous because she's 
she became the first female soccer player in American history to be good enough to make the all-star team in a high school league for boys. Like a boys' high school league, that's her level of play, right? And that's that's something because prior to this, all the professional women's soccer players were good enough to play, you know, middle school high middle school soccer for sure and be all stars. And they could play high school, but not really be all stars. They're just kind of average high school players. But in her case, she's good enough that she could play alongside the best high school boys players, which is great, you know, um, for a woman. You know, because they don't have the same upper body strength, bone density, all that sort of stuff, right? Not to say that all women suck at soccer and all men are awesome, because I know I never really played soccer. So if I was to play, Megan Rapino would embarrass me, you know. But if she was to play in a, you know, against like the best high school boys soccer players in the country, like she would get smoked. She's just, it's just a fact of life. Sorry. Um, but anyway, but she was upset and she made a big to do because she's like, why are we women not getting paid as much as the men? And, you know, the people that the, the, you can't say the truth now if it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. So as I've said before, truth is a perfect defense to libel, but it's no defense at all to an allegation of hate speech. Right. And so if you were to tell her the truth, it'd be hate speech, right? They'd cancel you. So they, they just are, I don't know why she, uh, there's a good point. Why don't the women make as much money as the men? And say, well, what, how much revenue do the women make for one, right? Like how many people go watch professional soccer, period, but in the United States at least. Uh, but then how many people go to see women versus men? I mean, compared to the men's leagues, right? It's not even close. I mean, in all these sports, it's like basically like the WNBA wouldn't even exist if the NBA didn't subsidize them, right? Because they don't make money. Like nobody goes to see the WNBA. As uh, Larry David, the comedian, uh, once said, you know, which would you rather have? Would you Would you rather somebody gave you $5 or your city's WNBA team won a championship. It's like, most people would rather take the $5. You know, it's like, who gives a shit? But anyway, we were like, we got to pretend to be mystified. Like, well, I don't know why they don't make as much money. But here's the thing. You know, you might think, and this would be very bigoted if you did, that in order to get equal pay, the women should have to do equal work. So that if Megan Rapinoe wants to get paid the same as the men, she should just play in their league. Just play in the same league as the men and prove that she can compete on a level playing field and against the same competition as the men. But that would be bigoted. No, we do not use the standard of equality unless it refers to outcome. That's equity, fool. A equal outcome regardless of inputs. That actually kind of sounds like something. From each according to his ability to each according to his needs. Something like that. Yeah, you know. Seems like I read that somewhere. Anyway. Uh, yeah, like Alexis de Tocqueville once observed, Americans are so enamored of equality that they'd rather be equal in slavery than unequal in freedom. I don't need to analyze that quote in order to know I'm right. If men make more money than women, it's because of the patriarchy. and We must force the men to share their earnings with the women in order to achieve equity. But if women make more than men, as is usually the case with strippers and prostitutes and HR departments and other forms of harlotry, 
then it's okay because it's good, it's equitable. That's how victimology poker works. I'll do a, I wrote a post on victimology poker, by the way, in case you're mystified by the rules. What appears to be double standards is actually a coherent philosophy, man. Just, you know, once you understand that everybody is either an oppressor or a victim, that's how we see the world. And it's very empowering to, you know, make the victim class as large as possible and to place people in it just based on their skin color or the gender or whatever. You know, that's very empowering. Um, all of us are equal, but in 2022, women are more equal than men. That's called equity, motherfucker. Um, yeah, because, you know, if we weren't worried about equity, if we were just bigoted and we didn't care, we would let Megan Rapinoe earn the same money as the males of... Con, you know, con the whatever, uh, of equal or comparable uh, ability and athleticism and skill, right? We'd basically pay her as much as we pay a high school boy or maybe a, a college soccer player, a college male soccer player. In which case, she'd make nothing because they don't make anything. Why should she make something? You know, but that's not equitable. What's equitable is to compare her to men who play at a much higher level and with much higher skill and athleticism and ability and against greater competition and say, well, she should make what they make. Why should they make more? It's obviously there's no difference except they have dicks and she has a vagina and therefore this is sexist. Anyway, also another story from Clown World, twerking Tierra Mac, the oppressed state center with an Ivy League degree. So I don't know if you saw this. I mean, you just got to see the video for yourself if, if you haven't. It was all over social media last week. Tierra Mack, a state senator from Rhode Island. I mean, seeing, you know, a woman on camera twerking, that's not, I mean, in today's world, that's a dime a dozen, right? But uh, somebody who's like a state senator, and this is their campaign ad, she's like, she's upside down in the sand twerking uh, in a bikini, and then saying you can hear her say that ass that ass that ass or whatever and then she gets done twerking upside down and she says in the camera vote for senator mac so yeah that's the new uh that's the new normal and she's oppressed she's got a job as a state senator for which she's obviously very qualified uh when these are her ideas how can i raise awareness of my platform of what I stand for, of what I'm going to do is get people to vote for me so they can, you know, join my political coalition and all the things that I stand for. How can I convey my values, my, you know, political ideals to them? I know I'll twerk upside down in the sand. Yes. Anyway, so somebody responded to her or she said after there was maybe some backlash she said, damn, twerking upside down really makes a conservative unhinged internet account pop off on a Monday. And then somebody, say it loud, black and proud, um, responded, I'm not conservative and I'm disappointed. Where do we draw the line on the behavior of public figures? I like when we have a standard of decorum that we want our people to rise to, to be uncommon, to be admired. This ain't it. And then Tierra Mac responds, girl, I have an Ivy League degree and I'm a state senator. Hate to break it to you. Their decorum isn't for us. They can't respect us in a system designed to oppress us. So, yeah, I mean, she nailed, hits the nail on the head. It's not her acting like a clown. That's not the reason why people aren't respecting her. It's not her degrading the integrity of her elected office, you know. 
No, it's 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 the fact that they're racist, and 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 her oppression proves the racism, the systemic racism at work in America. Yeah, she's got an Ivy League degree. Yeah, she's a state senator, but she's oppressed. Damn it, oppressed because she, you know, I don't know. You know who? What? What? What else is oppressive? I've learned this. Uh, just so you guys know. I don't know if you're familiar, if you've ever seen these businesses that operate in your area, but there is a very racist, very white supremacist industry out there, tanning salons. Yes, tanning beds, tanning salons. Every time that I've walked by one of those places and looked inside, I've seen nothing but white people, cracker ass motherfuckers. I don't see any black people there. It's like they have a rule or something like black people can't come in and use our tanning beds. I don't understand it. Never seen a black person working there. Never seen a black person, you know, going into those places. None of that. I don't understand it, man. It's obviously part of the further proof of the systemic racism in America. So, anyway. Yeah, uh, Tucker Carlson apparently is uh, now um, giving Tierra Mack her endorsement for the Democratic nomination for president in 2024. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, in other news, and I'll just wrap this up, uh, Sri Lanka collapsed completely. You know, the president had to flee after protesters stormed his palace, you know, because they're starving to death and he's got all this luxury behind, you know, his, the fence. You know, he's got this palatial estate, you know, it's a swimming pool and all these great facilities and lots of food, which they don't have any food, but they should just chill out, okay? Yeah, you're starving, and yeah, your president doesn't really give a shit, but, you know, don't storm his palace, man. Um, anyway, Sri Lanka has a almost perfect score, ESG score, 98 out of 100, higher than the United States, higher than Sweden. I mean, it's a model of build back better. So with all that building back better, I don't understand why they're broke. It just doesn't make sense to me, you know? They use sound environmental principles to tell the farmers, hey, okay, you guys can't farm anymore. Now, you guys that will still be farming, you're going to have to use certain pre-approved fertilizers. You won't be able to use the fertilizers you've been using because those are bad for the environment. And there's a climate catastrophe coming. And to save the human race, we're going to have to eliminate a lot of the food supply. You know, it makes sense, right? Climate. What are you, a climate change denier? So anyway, uh, Sri Lanka had done really well building back better, you know. Following the, the World Economic Forum and Clown Schwab's guide for building a brighter tomorrow for the new world order, right? 98 out of 100 for their ESG score. So how on earth could they possibly be starving now? How could they have gone from being an, uh, an exporter of food to an importer of food to not having food and people starving? I don't get it, man. It's almost like there's a warning in there for us. And almost like there's something going on in the Netherlands right now with their farmers being told something similar to what the Sri Lankan farmers were told. Okay, this a third of you are not going to be able to farm anymore. Those of you that will still be able to farm, you're going to only be able to use this very narrow band of, uh, of fertilizer. You know, you won't be able to use the fertilizers you've been using. We swear this isn't going to cause any problems. And so the farmers in the Netherlands and I guess far, farmers from Germany have joined them are protesting this. Probably because they're climate change deniers. Because they would rather people eat food than 
even if it means risking a climate apocalypse, they would rather have people, ordinary people, be able to eat food. You know, like the bigoted, fascist Nazis that they are. Because you know that's what the Nazis stood for. The Nazis stood for feeding everybody, making sure everybody has food, you know, more personal freedom and autonomy. I mean, that's what that's why Hitler annexed the Sudetenland, right? Because he wanted to bring freedom and personal choice and personal autonomy, medical autonomy, more food, more abundance. You know, same thing with Poland. When Germany invaded Poland, he wanted to make sure the Poles were able to eat and have more freedom and autonomy, right? So that's what Nazis do. And that's what these people do. So obviously they're Nazis. But the good people like the president of Sri Lanka had to flee the country because all those Nazis wanted to eat. You know, they chased him away. And they just threw their almost perfect DSG score in the toilet. So anyway, all right. Well, that brings me to an end of this episode of the What's Wrong with America podcast. I'm sorry, not the What's Wrong with America. I'm getting my podcast mixed up here. The A Ghost in the Machine podcast. It is Monday, July 18th, 2022. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to this podcast. If you don't see it in your favorite podcast app yet, give it, you know, a couple of days maybe and check back because I've submitted it to the different podcast services, directories, podcast apps, whatever, streaming services. Uh, I know it's on Pocket Casts. I don't know if it's on Apple Podcasts yet or any of the other Spotify. I've submitted it, but if you don't see it, just check back in a couple of days. But you can also check out my Substack at a ghost the machine.substack.com. Subscribe there so you get my writing as well as my podcasting. Um, until next time, peace out, y'all.